That is some nice, nice, nice smooth jazz. That is for you, some of you who do not know, Chris Boti, a uh, very famous jazz trumpeteer. Uh, he's done comp uh, compilations with Sting and um, Jill Scott. Oh my God, so many different people. So make sure you uh, pull that up on your Spotify or your Pandora and make a channel out of it. You will not be disappointed. So with that being said, Woo! I got the applause before I even introduced myself. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, Greg coming to you again. Second day in a row with a podcast, uh, Uncomfortable, where we're here not to change your mind, only to open it. And <clears throat> that song was The Look of Love. Uh, ironically, on a day that the uh, governor of uh, New York, uh, Cuomo, Oh God, what's his first name? And I just had his first name. Let's just say Governor Cuomo, uh, the very prominent family. Uh, I think his father was the governor of New York, then him and his brother is Chris, Chris Cuomo. Um, you may know from CNN primetime, uh, his own show. And <clears throat> the governor has got himself into a bit of trouble with sexual harassment. And uh, 11 women have come forward and told their stories. And the Attorney General of New York, uh, you know, they finished their investigations and told about the findings that they had, and they believed all 11 women. <clears throat> so are you surprised? Is anybody surprised? I Honestly, I am not, because most men of power you know, either in the politic world or the business world, or even just regular day of, you know, regular life, sexually harass women. And it's been a problem probably way before I was born and I'm 58 years old. So, um, gosh, we probably go back to biblical times where this happened. Um, I mean, what do you say? Or, or, you know, what do you do? Um, we got to support, definitely support the ones who have been affected by this. And it's not only women who are sexually harassed, men are too. Um, the whole culture of sexual harassment um, seems to just grow and grow. So with that, will he be impeached and will he be removed or will he resign? I personally think he should just go ahead and resign. That's just me because uh, things are mounting against him. Uh, other governors and the neighboring states are calling for him to resign also. And even the president weighed in and these two are good friends. Uh, they've been in the <clears throat> political world uh, for a very long time. And he said, yes, uh, Cuomo should step down. And, uh, <clears throat> and to me, with, with his response, that he came out with a response once they finished the news, the, the, the news conference about their findings, and then he had a presser uh, where he denied everything. And mm, didn't look, to me, it didn't, didn't look good. 
I don't know if he ever, because I was just catching bits and pieces of it. I don't know if he ever said, I'm sorry uh, to any of the, to the victims or offered, you know, how to begin the healing of what he has caused or, um, or the next steps. So I, I personally, I don't think he's going to resign and it's going to have to go. It's going to have to go to impeachment where they probably will remove him. Um, so his, basically his political career is over and I guess New York will just probably not probably will find another governor and the Lieutenant governor will take over, but you know, sexual harassment has, like I said, that's, that's just been around forever and ever and ever. And I've witnessed it, you know, at some of the places that I deliver to when I, at my job and some of the stuff that these guys say to the women. And I'm like, you know, I cringe, you know, and for me, I'm a sailor. I, I was, I did 22 years in the Navy, heard it all and seen it all. Um, but some of the stuff, that these guys say to you women. And I'm like, dude, you, you can't say that. And, you know, sometimes it's under their breath or sometimes it's uh, right in their face because now this is uh, <laughs> one instance I delivered to this restaurant here in Jack's, Jack's Beach. And I'm not going to give the name of the restaurant, of course, but the guy came around and... Um, uh, check my check the order in. You know they have to check it in, make sure everything that they ordered is there. And I had some. Uh, I don't know what was all over the box. Uh, it was blue, and I said, "Yeah, something probably broke all over it." You know, and I was just to to myself. And then he said, "God, what's this all over a box?" Now keep in mind, he was training another manager, a female manager. He said, "What, what is this all over the box? This blue stuff? What a, a Smurf?" Uh, jacked off all on it and I was like I just I'm like oh my god you know to me I'm like you saying this in front of a uh of a woman and he said it again and I just I I couldn't I didn't even I just got my stuff once he checked it in and I left I'm like okay he's probably not gonna last long at his job if that if that lady you know says anything to the owners about, you know, his conduct, but that's just, I mean, he said it in a playful tone, but that's just something I would not have said in front of a woman. That's just, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, first of all, it's indecent, but then, a, you know, in a business environment or, you know, anywhere else. And I know, like I said, it happens all the time, beautiful women or whatever, and it happens, but um, guys need to realize, you know, what if you're married or your mom or your sister and they go to work and somebody is saying this to them, uh, I'm 99.9.9.9 to 100% sure you would not approve of it. I know I wouldn't if somebody said that to my wife my daughter or my granddaughters or anybody around my family, if I heard it, you know, I would be highly upset. So, and like I said, 
I'm grown. I know uh, my wife is beautiful. I'm quite sure that somebody has said things to her that are, are inappropriate, but she can handle herself. But if I hear it, you know, I'm definitely going to step up and say something. But uh, in today's society of the Me Too uh, movement and all these other things, men have to know where to draw the line. And the line is at that lady. You know, let her do her job. Let her go home. Easy as that. It's just as simple as that. Um, and it makes it a lot easier for you because look what happened to him. Look what happened to the quarterback in Houston, Deshaun Watson, all those ladies that came forward saying that uh, he did some things to them. Now, um, ironically, none of this has is being pursued as criminal charges for the governor or even Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, for uh, for the governor, uh, apparently he groped a state trooper, a female state trooper that was uh, part of his detail. Um, and she she gave very detailed things about what happened and his assistant. Um, and she was abused, uh, I think, before she worked for him. And most of her text to her, whoever she was texting was in real time talking about what happened. So basically that's case closed right there. Uh, doesn't take Perry Mason to find that, you know, to dig into and find that out. So like I said, things are, are stacked against him and he, he just needs to step down. This is what it's just so much going on. And, you know, everybody was looking up to, to uh, the governor of New York when he was handling the pandemic in New York, which is, you know, a very large city and how he, how he did it, you know, and he was being praised. He was even considered to be the attorney general once Biden got into office. You know, I don't know what happened to that. Maybe when the allegations came out, it was uh, removed, but <clears throat> he was definitely on the rise. Um, and a lot of people were calling for him to run for office for, you know, for president, because in the early stages of the pandemic, you know, he, he was, you know, on it, you know, taking care of things and locking down New York to stop the spread of the virus. And like I said, a lot of people wanted him to run for president, but he didn't. So now, you know, everything has come to a halt. And I guess we'll see in the next couple of months what will happen to this man. So now moving forward, forward uh, to our state of Florida and our governor, uh, what's his name, Ron DeSantis. And um, I think I talked about this last night where he signed an executive order for no mask. There is no mask mandate for, for the schools. They can't say, they can't do one. It's gonna be up to the parents. Um, and we know uh, he is probably going to make a run for for office in 2024 for, you know, for president. And uh, you know me, he's not going to get my vote. Uh, I didn't vote for him when he uh, was when he ran for governor. But um, he is a Trump lackey that we all know. 
Uh, even his uh, campaign ads when he ran for governor, you know, he had the term build that wall, build that wall and all this other mess. Um, so the way he is running the state of Florida during the pandemic, basically, I mean, I think we had a mask mandate, but uh, throughout my travels of Florida and I went from Tallahassee to Daytona to uh, even local here in Jacksonville. I mean, people wore masks, but it wasn't like when we went to Maryland, when uh, my wife and I went to Maryland, every store that we stepped in, restaurant, store, any place, you had to wear a mask, period. But in Florida, shh, man, please. If the only time that masks were uh, really worn was in Hall was during Halloween. And I'm not kidding. So everybody was happy to put on a mask then. But uh, during this pandemic, uh, I delivered to these moose lodges, these, uh, um, uh, what else are these things? These The moose lodges and um, I forget, um, God, these, you know, those little places and stuff like that. Uh, wearing a mask, man, please. They looked at me like I was crazy when I walked in wearing one. But like I said, that's Florida. You know, Florida hurricane coming. Hey, it's party time. Uh, and uh, it's it's unique here in Florida. It is, but I love it. I do. I do love it. I love living this close to the beach. But there are definitely a lot of things that needs to be changed. And we hope that we on the independent or democratic side or even Republican side who decides to run for governor, someone that's progressive and not bowing down to Trump and trying to coddle, coddle the 74 million, well, not the 74 million, that was uh, nationwide, but the hardcore Trump followers here in Florida. Uh, he, the person needs to be for the people of Florida everybody to uh to make this state uh a good state well it i ain't gonna say it's a bad state we you know we got we do have some funky voter voting habits but uh all in all people still come here people still come enjoy it and like i said i love living here but one thing that i do criticize uh DeSantis about was was like during this pandemic where people were still coming in here and partying uh, during the spring breaks and all this other mess that went on, like <sighs> bike week, truck week, and all that other stuff. And the pandemic was still going strong. So all, everybody else who may have been contagious, even if we did have it under control here in Florida, everybody else coming down here and partying and stuff like that, just making it worse on the locals. So he should have really just shut the state down, be like, okay, there will be no bike week. There will be no uh, truck week or anything like that. But we all know when you get to that level of, when you get to the level of governor and above and stuff like that, it's not about politics. You're, you're basically at the mercy that pop, that governor or whoever is at the mercy of his biggest backers, you know, because Greed outrules everything. So basically, that's why Florida was open, because we're based on tourism, you know, from the beaches to the theme parks 
and all in between, that's, that's, that's the money thing down here. So when he is just bowing down to his biggest donors who are the business people and they wanted this, this state to stay open and that's what he did. He wasn't looking, he wasn't looking out for, for us, the, the middle-class people, he was looking out for the billionaires and the millionaires who have the businesses and stuff like that to keep them afloat. I mean, if, if so many of us died a day or, you know, during the week or that month, so be it, you know, that's the way they look at it. Uh, so be it, you know, it's, it's just a number. Somebody else is going to take that job who survived the uh, pandemic. Right. And that's basically uh, countrywide. Whoever didn't survive, that's just another job opening for somebody. And that's the way business is looked at. It ain't about you individually. It's about them numbers. This is about greed. <sighs> okay. So what else do we need to talk about? Let's talk, let's talk a little sports. The Lakers. Oh my goodness. They are signed. They signed Westbrook. Brook. They signed Carmelo Anthony and who else? Who else? Oh, that was my wife texting me from downstairs, but, um, they signed so many. They got a lot of people uh, coming to that team. To me, that's just going to be a lot of superstars, and I don't think it's going to work. And I used to be a hardcore Lakers fan back in the day. Kareem, Magic, Worthy, A.C. Green, uh, Byron Scott, um, Coop. Um, gosh. Oh my God, they, they, Michael Thompson, and then, you know, Shaq and Kobe never really was, you know, a Kobe fan. God rest his soul. Um, but nah, I wasn't really a Kobe fan because he was kind of greedy. I know he was trying to be, you know, Michael Jordan, but can't deny his greatness, but I just, I never, never really cared for Kobe. So once Shaq and Robert Ory, um, who else left? Rick Fox, all those people left the team and it was Kobe's team. That's when I just stopped being a fan of the Lakers. But uh, now fast forward to LeBron, you know, and Anthony Davis and all that. I still wasn't a fan. I, I'm not a fan of uh, all these guys jumping teams to form these super teams. I, the NBA lost me with that. And I know I said that. Uh, previously, but yeah, uh, I, I watch them during playoff time. But I, I like the teams that have been underdogs, like the Hawks. I like watching them. Then you had the Bucks that won, uh, Milwaukee Bucks that won the championship, and the Phoenix Sun. You know they got some good young talent. But like I said, the building of these super teams, nah, you miss me with that. And let's see, and staying on sports, you know, with Olympics. Uh, Simone Biles, she came back and she won the uh, bronze, I think it was in the, uh, what event was that? Gosh, this is what happens when you get old. Um, the thing that looked like a horse or whatever it was, I think that's what she won the bronze in. And I, I harped on this last night. You know, for the people who criticize her for stepping back, uh, for her personal reasons, I mean, who, who are we to judge her? 
Who are you to judge her? Uh, and this woman has, you know, built her life on, on you know, being a great gymnast, which, which she is. Outstanding. I mean, just a phenom. And the moves that she makes so effort, effortlessly. God, you would think I've been drinking the way I'm talking, but it's just, it's awesome. It's just, and for her, you know, to represent the country in such grace and, you know, we, she should have been celebrated more in my opinion. Now, really, she should have been celebrated more. And I hopefully, you know, they pick up on that and really get her out there. So, um, but like I said, for the criticism, even from Dokovic, the tennis player had the nerve to go on. Was it on Fox or where? Don't I don't know where. And talking about the pressure um, that they need, to, she just needs to step up or whatever. She has stepped up and then turn around. Karma will bite you in your ass for him talking about her that she needs to step up and handle it and stuff like that. When he lost his match, he had a hissy fit on the court, broke a racket, then went up and got another one and broke that one, shattered it. And I think he walked off, but uh, just a pure, you know, dude, you're the one up there talking about she can't, you know, handle the pressure. Apparently you can't handle the pressure. And, um, you know, it makes me happy. I love it to see when people criticize somebody else who, who really can't even stand in their shoes and for them to have a meltdown. So, you know, basically just shut your mouth. You don't know what somebody else is dealing with. You know, what you should do is just support that person. You know, your fellow American or, you know, I don't, I don't think Dokovic is American. Don't know. But uh another olympian you know you should say you know you should sit up there and back her and say yes you know i i stand behind her stepping you know stepping back for that moment for her for her own reasons but now he had to go and run his mouth and then like i said karma came back and bit him in the ass and took a big chunk out so Okay, so we're at, what, 23 minutes. It was something else I wanted to touch on uh, last night, and I did not. Oh, everybody knows that, well, if you listen, you know that I deliver liquor for a liquor company. So let me pass this on to you as a FYI. When I deliver to restaurants, I I see a lot of things. So be careful where you eat at. When you do eat at that place that may be your favorite place to dine, request a when you when you ask for a straw, make sure it is in a wrapper. Uh when you get your silverware, ask for a glass of piping hot water so that you can put it in. Why do I say this? Because in the age of this pandemic that's going on, um, these workers are handling your uh, utensils, your straws, with their bare hands, no gloves. So it, it, it would behoove you to, like I said, ask for a glass of hot water, and when you get your silverware, put it in there. 
and let it, you know, kind of sterilize it. And your straws, make sure they're on a wrapper. Um, plates, anything like that. If you got something that can sanitize your plates or anything like that, wipe it down. Because they may have been washing that dishwasher, but that person or persons have been handling your plate with their bare hands. So keep that in mind. And <clears throat> like I said, so for some of the things that I've seen, oh my goodness, it makes you want to make sure you eat at home. So take, look at YouTube, <laughs> look at YouTube on these recipes that you may like at your restaurant or whatever, and take time and make it at home. Because, uh, woo, I'm just saying, okay, 25 minutes, that is going to be it for tonight, and uh, we will be doing a podcast Saturday, thank goodness, with one of my guests, and hopefully everyone will tune in after we're done. So with that, I am going to say goodnight from Jacksonville. And once again, take care of yourself and take care of your family and your love, other loved ones and be good to yourself and be good to others. Okay. Uh, that's the only way we're going to make this world, this country and this world, a better place. Leave all that garbage of hate and discontent for another person. Leave it behind. If you don't like them, just leave them alone and don't harm nobody. It's, it's not worth going to jail over. Okay. All right. We're going to turn the music back on and we will fade out. <laughs>